Hello, welcome to the Grace Apostolic Church Podcast. We are so thankful that you joined us. We hope this podcast serves as a tool that encourages you and helps you navigate through this journey called life. If you wouldn't mind, we would greatly appreciate it if you would subscribe and review this podcast channel. Your feedback matters, and we want to serve you to the best of our abilities. Thank you so much. Let's go to the Word. Second Corinthians 5 and verse 17. says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. New creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. And all things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. And now in the book of Galatians, chapter 6, and verse 15, It says, for in Christ Jesus neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but a new creature. A new creature. Let's pray, shall we? Thank you, Jesus, again for your word. And God, I know what you desire to speak to every young person, every adult here tonight. Lord, because I know it's not by might or power, but it is by your spirit. God, help me to minister your word. Help us to receive it, Lord for your glory, for your honor, in Jesus' name, amen. And you may be seated this evening. Now in Galatians chapter 6, when it says, but in, for in Christ Jesus neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision. Now, you have to understand that Paul is talking to Jews here, and one of the main purposes of the book of Galatians is because even though this gospel was preached first to the Jews, there, there was such an emphasis on the Mosaic law and the fact that in, way back in the book of Genesis chapter 17 and verse 10, God instituted a covenant between himself and the Jewish people through circumcision. Now, the Jew is God's natural people, and the church is God's spiritual people. And so, because this was a, a covenant between God and the Jew, that's why it was so vital in their psyche and in their mind and, and, and in their whole attitude and spirit toward their relationship with Jehovah God. That is why, for Paul to say, neither circumcision or uncircumcision avails anything, but being a new creature is what really counts. And one reason Peter and Paul had a conflict and they separated so Paul could preach to the Jews and, or excuse me, Peter could preach to the Jews and Paul to the Gentiles. And, and this is one of the places it began was in, was, was in the book of Galatians. Now, an, another way that 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17 reads is this, if any person is truly in Jesus Christ, the Messiah, he is a new creature altogether. The old previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away. Behold, the fresh has come, but the former, the previous moral and spiritual 
condition has passed away. Now, I don't know how many individuals here tonight had, had the privilege, really, of being raised in an apostolic home, but at the same time, it's amazing. In, in, in fact, one of the biggest enemies that I think to truth is tradition. Because the Bible says people, Jesus even said that people reject the truth of God, the commandments of God, that they may hold your old tradition. Sometimes, just bring me someone in here who's sick of, sick of uh, the drugs and sick of the alcohol and sick of the fornication and sick of the line. You mean I can go to heaven and you mean I can have God? Yeah, they love that. But it's tradition that actually stops people from clapping their hands, raising their hands. Tradition hinders people from coming to an altar. Tradition, simply just, I mean, we're just going to come to an altar and pray to God. And, and, and people so steeped in the tradition, you know, it hinders them from that. So what was hindering the Jew to have a full concept of what it meant to have the death, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Because the Bible says, by the law is no man justified. Because if we are saved by what we do, then the blood of Jesus Christ is worthless. The resurrection is meaningless. Tongues don't mean anything. But we are not redeemed with corruptible things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. And so now, so then it says, it, it's not circumcision or uncircumcision, all right, but it's the new creation, one translation says, which is the result of the new birth. The new birth. That's why Jesus told Nicodemus, you must, must be born again. If, you've, if you're here tonight and you only have one birthday, that's not enough. You've got to have two birthdays. All right. I mean, I mean, May 8th was my 64th spiritual birthday. So I, my first birth, I'm 76. My second birth, I'm 64. All right. But uh, you need to be born twice. Jesus said, marvel not that I said unto thee, you must be born again. How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus said, I'm not talking about a natural birth. I'm talking about that which is born of the Spirit, the Spirit that which is born, you know, but, you, but to be born of the water... That's why this church emphasizes water baptism by immersion in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Because he must be born again of water. Do you understand that when the baby's in the mother's womb, the entire womb, the whole baby is encased with water? The water is a shock absorber. It's a protection. And that's what water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ is for the remission of sins. Amen. You, you, you are breathing naturally. You must be breathing spiritually. The word Holy Ghost comes from the Greek word pneuma, which means the breath of God. So the Bible says we are born again of incorruptible seed. In 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 23, we're, we're not born again of corruptible seed. One translation says, you know, of, of mortal origin or human seed or sperm, which loses its potency in just a short space of time, but we are born again of incorruptible seed, the ever-living and the everlasting 
Word of God. Do you understand? Even tongues are going to cease, but the Word of the Lord shall never pass away. And that is why it's so vital that apostolic churches still keep the emphasis, amen, on the Word of God. Because the seed has to penetrate hearts before there's going to be a new birth. There is no natural birth without conception of seed. There is no spiritual birth without conception of seed. And conception of the seed spiritually is hearing, believing, and obeying the Word of God. And even though someone hears the Word of God and they don't respond right away, it could be two years, five years, ten, eighteen years but folks to have the Word of God sitting there, folks, it never loses its potency and it never loses its power. And if you are here born again, it's because one day you heard the Word of God and you did what it told you to do. Let's clap our hands for the Word of the Lord, shall we? So that's why we must be careful, even in uh, 2020, that, that standards do not overshadow the gospel message and the new birth message. And now, it's, it's interesting because my daughter was eight years old when we started evangelizing. And I'm now in my 46th year, and she's now 54. And it was unique because all I knew you know, in the apostolic church was my dad's ministry, right? Then I went to Bible school, and, and uh, I mean, I, I didn't understand we could be so diverse after Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, because we really are, in north, south, east, west, whatever. And so, and so, and so I had a 1977 Ford LTD, and my daughter was always in the back seat. After one year, when we went to the next revival, and my, my daughter would kind of bashfully say, okay, Dad, what's, you know, what do we do here and what don't we do here, you know? <laughs> I mean, she said it so, so meekly, you know, because, because in some churches you couldn't wear jean skirts because jeans is a men's apparel, right? But even though it's a skirt. And uh, hair up, hair down, hair bows, no hair bows, like one man said, I was always against hair bows till I became a grandfather and had a granddaughter, you know. So, but, but, and not every standard, I'm not your pastor, but, and he and I know, not every standard is a, is a heaven or hell issue. But, but when people come into Grace Apostolic, they need to be aware that there's a new birth experience that is in this church. And there's a relationship with God where you can actually literally become a new creature morally and spiritually. Morally and spiritually. Because, you know, after you, after, you know, after you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you know, you don't, you don't suddenly lose, lose 30 pounds, you know. I mean, it's, it's not a, a, a diet thing. I mean, after you're born again, you still drive the Dodge. You still like raspberry jelly. You still like two creams in your coffee. You still live on Pine Street. You still work in the factory. But... You are a new creature in Christ Jesus. You talk different, you walk different, you look different, you speak different. Amen. And so, and so that's, what, that's what Peter is, that's what Paul is trying to say. What really counts is that you become a new creature in Christ Jesus. So that means, so do you understand if, if there's a new life, that means there was an old life. 
if there's a new creature, it doesn't make sense there was an old creature. You know, I don't, the old creature might have been drunk every weekend, you know. The new creature comes to church every weekend, you know. In fact, there's an interesting scripture in Galatians chapter 6 and verse 13, because this is what Paul was trying to emphasize to church, to the Galatians. You know, in verse 13, for neither they themselves, you know, who are circumcised, keep the law. In other words, even everyone that was circumcised, some of them, you know, would do things that other ones wouldn't do. For neither they themselves who are circumcised all right, keep the law, but desire to have you circumcised that they may glory in your flesh. So after Acts 2, 38, you know, we are very diverse. Whenever I, when I started evangelizing in Labor Day weekend 1974, I wa- and every church I walked into was like a McDonald's hamburger stand. You know, you just knew you could get the cheeseburger and the fries. And, but now we're a little bit more diverse. I'm not saying that's all bad or good, but that's just the way it is. As long as we believe this wonderful message of truth. Hallelujah. But as a result, because we're a new creature, all right, what does that mean? It means things we were before we were born again and things that we are after we've been born again. So let's turn to the book of Ephesians chapter 2. The book of Ephesians chapter 2 in our Bibles and verse 1. And we're just going to talk about some of the things that really make the new creature. Now, the Bible tells us in Colossians that we are circumcised with the spiritual circumcision. Baptism in the name of Jesus Christ is our spiritual circumcision. But it says in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 1, but you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. Do you understand that what you were before you were baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost, all right, you were dead in trespasses and sins. Even, that is why every church has these video equipment and you can see the choruses, see the words of the song, but someone who has not been regenerated by the Holy Ghost is literally, actually, spiritually dead. They can see the words, but it's not in them to clap their hands. It's not in them to raise their hands. It's not in them to say amen. Folks, when, the, the, when they hear truth being preached, because they're literally, absolutely, spiritually dead. The literal Greek says, you are a corpse in trespasses and sins. The Bible says the woman that lives in pleasure is dead while she liveth. And, and I'm sure in the 20-some years I've been coming here, I've told you about the time that I worked in, in the machine shop in Beloit, Wisconsin. And, and, and I, was in, I was in precision inspection, and the guy at the same table with me was Herb, and he knew I was a preacher, so was, he was always quoting little tidbits of Scripture to let me know he was religious. But back then, you could smoke in the workplace. And, and Herb was a chain smoker, you know. And so I came into work one Monday morning, and Herb was kind of in a bad mood. And he had just slid up a cigarette, inhaled, and exhaled right in my face. He said, Mackie, do you smoke? I said, Herb, you know I don't smoke. Do you drink? I said, no. He went through the whole Pentecostal checklist. 
And I went, no, 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 no. And he said, you know something, Mackie? I said, what? He said, you are really dead. I said, Herb, if you put as much scripture, if you know as much scripture as you put on, you know, then you know that you're, I'm not the one who's dead. You are the one who is dead in trespasses and sins. And I would much rather be dead to the appetites and the endeavors and the pleasures of the world and be right here and feel alive to the voice of God and the Spirit of God and the Word of God. Hallelujah. To feel the presence, to feel the tears welling in your eyes, to feel, yeah, Lord, I love you so very much. Oh, let's clap our hands that we're alive tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So before we were born, before we were a new creature, we were dead. All right. But now it says in Romans chapter 8 and verse 16. All right, or excuse me, uh, it says in, in the book of Romans chapter 6 and verse 11, but if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. And the word quicken means to make alive. We were dead, but now we are alive. That is why when you're born again, it, it's a whole new world. A whole new world. Now, uh, a good thing happened during this virus. I became a great-grandfather on March the 19th. All right? Now, and I do have pictures on my phone if anyone's interested. <laughs> but, but the baby only weighed six pounds. It was premature by a month. But yet, the lungs were developed. I could bring the baby home. But, you know, but, but when the baby was that premature, it, it did not make eye contact. You know, come on, Harrison. But now he's making eye contact. And you know, folks, and he loves the colors black and white. You know, it's just a, so now they have a little thing hanging on his car seat. That's a little frog or something black and white and now he puts his hands up there and he and he hits it and it's got a little bell on it folks i mean do you do you know folks for for harrison it's, it's going to be a whole new world after being in that womb you know what i'm saying and that's how it is spiritually folks now you're alive and the bible becomes a whole new book folks and and god it's not just the man upstairs anymore, but no, folks, there's really a personal relationship, I mean, that they can have with God, and you actually can hear and recognize the voice of God. I'm telling you, we were dead in trespasses and sins, but now he has quickened us by his spirit, amen, that dwells in us. Hallelujah. We were dead, but now we're alive. Now, it says in Ephesians chapter 2, Ephesians chapter 2 again, in verse 2, it says, wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world. We are under the sway and the tendency of this present age. We walked according to the, to the prince of the power of the air. We walked according to the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Children of disobedience. And the word disobedient in the Greek means disbelief, 
obstinate, rebellious. Before we were born again, there was some disbelief in us, there was some rebellion in us, and we were obstinate. We were. Because that was before. But now the new creature in Christ Jesus, the new creature in Christ Jesus, let's look at the book of 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 14. 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 14. It says, it says, As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to former lusts in your ignorance. All right? All right. Now, as obedient children. Now we're not disobedient. We are obedient. And the word obedient literally means they listen attentively. I like that. Listen attentively. They're compliant. They're submissive. And they conform to a command. What a contrast between what we were and what we are. So that's the new creature in you. Now you want to know what God wants you to do. Now you are submissive. Now you are not obstinate. Now, folks, you, you are like clay on the potter's wheel. And you just got, let God shape you and mold you of what, he wants, of, of what he wants to do in your life. Now, back to Ephesians chapter 2 again. I tell you, this is an outstanding chapter in the Bible. Ephesians chapter 2. So we were dead, but now we're alive. We were disobedient, but now we are obedient. All right? And now it says, now it says in, in, in verse 13 of Ephesians chapter 2, but now in Christ Jesus ye were sometimes were far off, are made nigh by the blood of Christ. Ye who were sometimes far off. The literal Greek means a great distance, a great way. So before we were born again, we were far off. Whenever I think of far off, I think of, of preaching in London, England. I've been there a number of times. But uh, actually, the food isn't that good in London, England. It really isn't. But anyway. But one night, the pastor said, Brother Mackey, do you like steak? I said, well, actually, it's my favorite meal. So after church, Brother and Sister Dallas took Sister Mackey and me to this hotel. And, and he says, Brother Mackey, let's order steak. So I said, okay. So that steak that they brought me was so tough. But I never complain as an evangelist. I really don't. I was just pressing harder with the knife to make it seem like it was tender. And I was just chewing. And boy, and Brother Dallas, he was just <laughs> sawing that steak. And he, and he put it in his mouth. And, and he called the waiter over. He said, he said to me, Brother Mackey, has your steak gone off? I said, well, it's still on the plate. You know what I'm saying? But, but that was their... their their speech. He said, my steak's gone off. So he calls the waiter over and says, my steak's gone off. Well, this, he said, do you want another one? And Brother Down said, yeah. And he said, Brother Mackey, you want it? I said, no, this is fine. I just sawed for the rest of the night. But, but whenever I read the scripture, I think of Brother Dallas. 
Because, folks, before we were met Jesus, we were gone off. We, we, we were. Folks, we were a long way off, a great distance. But not now, but now we are brought nigh. Do you know why? Through the precious blood of Jesus Christ. We are not redeemed with corruptible things, such as silver or gold, but by the precious blood. And listen, everybody, don't ever get tired of hearing about the crucifixion. Hallelujah, because it's not a fairy tale. Jesus died. He died and shed his blood for you and me. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the precious blood of Jesus Christ. So one day, folks, when you were baptized in Jesus' name and that blood that Jesus shed for me way back at Calvary, it now has just washed us whiter than snow. Folks, now, hallelujah, we are brought nigh by the precious blood of Jesus. Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We were dead, now we're alive. We were disobedient, now we're obedient. Wow. We were gone off, now we're, now we're brought nigh. All right, all right. So, all right, let's look at, let's look at verse 12 of Ephesians chapter 2. two. I'm sorry, folks, but the light is so bad in this pulpit, you cannot believe it. Here, now I can see, all right. All right. Verse 12, that at that time ye were without Christ. What? At that time, when, when we were dead in our trespasses and sins. That at that time ye were without Christ. We were being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in this world. We were without Christ. Amazing. Now let's look at the book of 1 John chapter 3 and verse 24. 1 John chapter 3 and verse 24. First John 3, 24. And he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him. And he in him. And hereby we know that he abideth in us by the spirit which he hath given us. So before we were born again, we were without Christ. I'm not saying individuals did not have a, have a relationship with Christ. The individuals go to church, they read their Bibles, but... Now it says, because of the Spirit of God, by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body. To think that we are now the body of Jesus Christ. And when you keep his commandments, all right, he, all right you dwell in him. I mean, I mean, we didn't even have him before, but now we dwell in him, and he dwells in us. And this other translation even makes it even more intimate, I, I believe. And all who keep his commandments, who obey his orders and follow his plan and continue, that's an important word, to live, all right, in Jesus Christ, all right, then Christ will be at home in them, and they will be at home in Jesus Christ. And by this we know and understand and have proof that he really lives in us because we have his Spirit. By one spirit are we all baptized into one body. That's why it is so vital never to lose the touch of the Holy Ghost. Do not go days and weeks and months and never speak with other tongues. Don't, 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 don't ever become insensitive 
because I want Jesus Christ to feel at home in me. And I want, and I think we should feel at home in him. You know, as an evangelist, I've gone to some places where I just didn't feel at home. I was at one home. We always, we always, they always kept us in the family room because here's the living room and they had a, a, they had a red velvet cord across the doorway. <laughs> I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I've got us to do <laughs> And so, I mean, all we could do, Sister Meg and I would just stand there and look at, at the living room. And, 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 of course, we were staying in the home. And Sister Matthew, you know, you guys, some of you knew her better than others. But, but she said, Jay, let's get up at midnight and take off the red cord and go and sit on the couch. <laughs> oh, boy. Listen, I hope you feel at home clapping your hands, feel at home talking in tongues, Feel at home coming to an altar. Feel at home saying amen. Hallelujah. I want to feel at home in heaven, everybody. In the presence of God. One time we were without Christ, but now I dwell in him, and he dwells in me. New, a new creature. A new creature. All right. Now, I already read the last half of the verse in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 12. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 12, that it says that we were, that we were aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. So literally, we were, we were aliens. That means we were non-participants. That means they were foreign to us, that we are strangers. We are actually in, in a hostile land, all right, hostiles. Really, when, when we sing that song, this world is not my home, we're just passing through. That is the truth, everybody. This world is not my home. We're just passing through. But it says now in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 19, it says, Now therefore... Ye are no more strangers. No more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. But in verse 12, when it says, we were strangers from the covenants of promise, every promise in the book is mine, every chapter, every verse, and every line. Folks, that, that is why, that is why God does, God just doesn't want to read about things in the Bible and say, oh, I wish it was mine. I wish it would happen to me. But if any, but we could have testimony service right now. I mean, in a world filled with fear because of this virus, I have not felt any fear. Not the scared fear. You never lose your fear of God, your reverential fear of God. But, but you know, and I'm, I wear a mask. I have they're the, it's the ugliest mask. I have three of them. They're all ugly. But anyway. But, but, but there was a time we were not a participant of the promises of God. But aren't you glad now you're participating in what God can do with you from the very beginning? For the promise.
fullness of the Holy Ghost is unto you, to your children, to those that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. How many people have I talked to through the years? Folks, well, they said, yeah, but the Holy Ghost died with the apostles. It doesn't happen anymore. And, and it was only used so they could evangelize the world. And there are so many, you know, so many misconceptions about the Spirit of God. But I want you to know there was a... But remember the first time you came to an altar, folks, and you were worshiping God with faith, and the lips began to tremble, and folks, and pretty soon it was hard to say Jesus, and hard to say hallelujah, and hard to worship God in English, but you opened up this mouth and yielded this tongue, amen, to the Holy Ghost, and you began to speak with other tongues. That's the very first promise of God that was fulfilled in your life right there. You are a participator of the promises of God. It's not foreign to us. That's why we lay hands on the sick and anoint with oil, because we don't want he, we don't want to be we don't want healing to be foreign to us. We want he, we want to be co-participants in the divine healing of Almighty God. Hallelujah, Amen. That is why I mean, God just God just provides a way when there seems to be no way. I mean, the disciples had no money to pay the taxes. So Jesus said, let's go fishing. Come on. They caught a fish with coins in its mouth. Is that amazing? Man, I, I think we ought to go fishing tonight. You know, <laughs> That's a God thing. Do you, know how, do you know how many things in your life are God things? People think that it's just coincidence. Someone said coincidence is God working behind the scenes. Folks, there's no coincidence with God. All right. So, so the other day, the other day, uh, I was cleaning the kitchen, and I put and I turned on the garbage disposal. I mean, because it works, you know, it's an insincorator. Right? It works good. And I turned on the switch, and I heard a big clunk, and then bam, 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 bam. Oh, come on. I don't want to have to get a new, I do not want to get a new garbage disposal right now since I haven't been kind of unemployed here for a couple of months. But anyway, so I had a guy coming to do some work on, on a broken fence post in the house. And he said, he said, hey, Jonathan, he said, he said, I can put that, that, uh, garbage disposal in for you. I said, are you sure? Do you know how to do that? He said, oh, yeah, I, I'll do that. But it took him so long to fix the fence. It was dark, all right, and uh, he was going away for Memorial Day weekend. So he said, well, he said, I can't do it. I said, well, I'll find someone to do it. So I called a plumber. I called a plumber, all right. So he's going to come, and he turned it on. Oh, it made so much noise. He said, wow, you know, I don't, I've never heard of that before. So he went and reached under the sink, pulled out the plug, all right, you know, and then he put his hand down there, you know, and I had put my hand down there already, but I didn't unplug it. So that lets me know I should unplug it, okay. And I was feeling and feeling and feeling, and, and, and finally he comes up with a little piece of plastic this big, he took that plastic, I plugged it in and turned on the switch and it just worked perfectly. And I was so upset because I thought the other guy was going to just put it in for me as a favor, you know. 
but, but he, he probably would not have put his hand in there or checked it out. He would have just pulled it out, and I would have put in the new one. And I said, oh, man, thank you. And when I was taking this garbage disposal back to Lowe's and got a refund for $229 and whatever cents, I mean, all the way home, I was just thanking God all the way. I said, thank you, Lord. I said, I, you, Lord, this is you now. Because, you know, for, folks, that is why all things really do work together for good to them who love God and who are the call according to his prayer. We are participants of the power and the glory and the majesty and the presence and the kingdom of almighty God. Hallelujah. So don't, don't feel sorry for yourself because you're just a little apostolic now. Man, no, once I was dead, but now I'm alive. Not, once I was disobedient, but now I'm obedient. Once I was gone off, but now I'm close to Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, I mean, I mean, I was away from God, but now God actually dwells in me and I dwell in God. And, and, and sometimes, uh, and, and yes, we, we need the holiness, we need the standards, love not the world and all this. But folks, we still can't forget what it all comes down to. We are new creatures in Christ Jesus. In fact, it was interesting because there was a, 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 a man tell me about this, about this TV program called Being Amish. Being Amish. So I, I didn't... I, I'd never heard of it, but, but it's just an Amish lifestyle. But apparently two of, two of the Amish children backslid from the Amish. You know, they just left the Amish community and, you know, and, and so they were just out in the world and doing their own thing. And so they were going to have some kind of a wedding or family get-together. So the mom and dad says to their daughter and son who were away, they said, could you come home? and be a part of this, but could you do dad me a favor? Could you just dress Amish, please? Well, yeah, Mom, we'll do that. So when everyone came to the wedding, they saw this backswing boy and girl, I mean, excuse me, this Amish boy and girl who were not, all right, dressed Amish. And so all the relatives were saying, oh, it's good to have you back. You're Amish again. And when he told me that, Noah's, you know the bells, the Lights were going off in my head. Because people can look apostolic. They can look Pentecostal. But it's important underneath all those clothes, you need to be a new creature in Christ Jesus. You need to be obedient. You need to be breathing. You need to be dwelling in God and being a participator. Hallelujah. Amen of God. Because Jesus is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Aren't you glad for the new birth? Aren't you glad you're a new creature? Let's stand and clap our hands for it, shall we? We're going to sing an old chorus, thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for making me whole. Thank you, Lord, for giving to me thy great salvation. And I know what this virus, I don't know. I'm going to invite people to the altar. I don't know if 
if you want to stand six feet apart or, or, or stay in your pew, but, but take inventory of yourself as a new creature. Am I obedient? Am I alive to the things of God? Am I a participant of the promises? I mean, do I understand the, how, how precious the, the, the blood of Jesus, of Jesus Christ really is? Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. And as we sing it, I, I want you to think about what you were, but now what you are, all because of incorruptible seed, baptism in the name of Jesus Christ and receiving the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. For you that feel safe, I don't know if that's the right word. If you feel comfortable, come into an altar. Amen. Let's come and stand in the presence of God for a little bit. Thank you, Lord, for Thank you again for joining us here at Grace Apostolic Church. Hopefully this message spoke to you as it did for many others. Grace Apostolic Church is a church family that you can be a part of. If you would like to connect to the church, the best way would be to visit our website at gacclawson.org or visit one of our services. Our service times are Sundays at 11 a.m. and Wednesday nights at 7.30 p.m. For more information, you can go online at gacclawson.org. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time.